We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You're listening to Talking Stone While Getting Sports, episode 152. I'm the guy that does this first take every time, Morgan, and on the other side, we got Mr. Austin. How the fuck is married life going, buddy? Yeah, uh, it's going pretty good. Um, So, obviously, if you listen to last episode, you know that A, we didn't edit it at all. Um, and B, we did it in person and it felt weird and awkward, but the reason we did it in person was because Morgan came out to, uh, help me celebrate my wedding and, uh, be one of my groomsmen. Um, it was, it was wonderful. It was very stressful beforehand, organizing everything. Um, but once we actually got to the, the day itself, and actually got back because certain friends who will not be named made us made me very stressed um, <laughs> about almost potentially missing my own goddamn wedding. Um, but it all worked out in the end. But it did all work out in the end. I got back in time. I got all snazzied up, and uh, and I got married. And my now wife uh, decided to prank me. um so we do what uh you know we're 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 trendy bitches so a lot of people have been doing these for their weddings these like first looks um i I think think it's it's a great idea to be honest i think it's great it's just kind of that first you get to you get to see your person all dressed up and so i go kind of off to the side to face the other way while my soon-to-be wife is walking up behind me, and and I turn around, and she is wearing a giant inflatable unicorn fucking outfit. Bright pink. Costume, bright pink, massive. And it was great. It was hilarious. I, um... Yeah, it was it was funny, although I will say in the moment, I was just like, just take that goddamn thing off. I want to see the dress and everything. And and she looked absolutely fantastic. Um, Yeah, drink, lots of drinks, drinks, lots of not drinks, drinks, Um, had a lot of marijuana. Oh, Um, so much. There weren't I don't think there was an hour where there wasn't at least a couple joints being smoked. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> it was my type of party. <laughs> That's like, well, and we were kind of saying too afterwards, we were like, well, you know, no one got like crazy, crazy drunk. Um, yeah, my like, fridge is still full of beer. <laughs> yeah, you still got the beer left over from the. I'm um, drinking one right now, actually. Oh, there you go. Nice morning beer. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little Sunday, a little Sunday fun day. Um, yeah, what the hell? I got beach dodgeball coming up in a couple hours, so might as well be drinking. That's fair. That makes sense. Um, no, I it was wonderful, and I'm very glad that everybody could make it out, including the uh, the, the fella on the other side of this recording. And um, I'm sure he'll probably have a tale or two, maybe from his perspective. But um, yeah, yeah it was wonderful. Well. It was wonderful. Um, but the podcast was terrible. Uh, so if we all of a sudden get a buttload of listens, we might be doing it in person, even if it's awkward and we don't like it. Um, yeah, that is the thing. If the in-person episode gets 10,000 new... Um, like listens? New listens, then I will move out to BC. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that. But um, yeah, I think that's all I got. What about what about you? Well, I'm still tired. I did a lot of driving this past week. Mm-hmm. 
um, around about 4,000 kilometers worth. Well, excuse me, I just had a drink of beer and now I got the burps. <laughs> um, I mean, if you guys listen to the first 30 seconds of the previous episode, <laughs> you know what burps sound like because you hear well, us. It's... I feel like they probably have heard them before that, but yeah. Nope, first time. Okay. Um, But no, it was... Um, the drive was worth it in the end. The drive back <laughs> was because at least the drive up there, I did sleep for a little bit. The drive back, I did in one shot. Um, it was the most challenging driving experience I've ever been through. I believe it. It was. I was like, oh, I will just stretch my legs and take like a 15-minute driving break every time I feel up. The issue with that, folks, <laughs> is that my car apparently never wants to put gas in it. <laughs> like, the way up there I got from Calgary to Victoria, BC, more or less. Yeah. Um, in one shot. And then on the way back, I made from Golden, BC, to anyone that's from Saskatchewan will know Kindersley, which is like the last fill up spot before you reach Saskatoon at that point. But yeah, I don't know the kilometers, and my brain's still dead, so I'm not going to try and figure it out the exact kilometers. Yeah, yeah that's all right. But it was close to a thousand a tank on the highway, apparently. So I'm not complaining about that. I will say the one time I filled up in BC was the same amount of gas money for that one fill up that it took. For that tire drive up there. <laughs> so fuck you, BC. Oh man. Yeah, I love BC, but those gas prices are nasty. Yep, but the sightseeing that you we kind of talked about you you kidnapped me on and yep. you said Austin's like, oh, you come with me and for my suit. I was like, oh, fine. Whatever. And then they kidnapped me for four hours. So Okay, well, you keep saying they, and I really want to put the emphasis on that was my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I did not have the intention of kidnapping you, but no, my but mom had... In the end, I'm not complaining, though. I got to see probably the biggest boat ever, ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just to show me a cruise ship. And all that stuff. I've never seen one of those in person. They're fucking the big. The ocean. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see any cool stuff in the ocean. I will go back when there's more time and it's not taken up by a silly old wedding, I guess. Yeah, just, you know. No, I totally get that. <coughs> It's one thing to visit a place for an event, but it's another thing to just go to see the place. Mm -hmm. um, at the wedding itself, from my perspective, I saw a bear. Austin didn't mention that because, you know, he was busy with wedding stuff, so that makes sense. But <laughs> you got video evidence. I do have video evidence. It was just the bear cub. I guess his name's Boo Boo, I think. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's what Luke was saying. Yes. Um, met some fantastic people. And, yeah, it was a great time. Had coffee by the ocean. So, I don't know. This is you can check that out boy. on TikTok, folks. This is a little torn. What? I, said, I was just going to say you could check that out on, and more on TikTok. You could. Um... I don't know why you would, but yeah, it was a great time. Um, 
Yeah, I would drive all the way up there once I save up a little bit more money again in a heartbeat. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I think at about 10 minutes ish in, <laughs> although there is lots to say. Um, oh, yeah. I think now we should get the plugs out of the way real quick and get to some very more exciting sports. How does that sound? Yeah. Well, uh, first thing first, like I mentioned already, you should follow us on TikTok at uh, TSWGS Pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Podstone. Follow me at Fisty Fitzgerald. Um, Instagram is, I believe, also TSWGS Pod. Uh, make sure to like, comment, review, download, subscribe, all the things in all the places. Um, and I think we got a couple T's, maybe even triple T's from Oh, buddy, you know it. You got the triple T's, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. You do that. Those things, Captain Morgan, too. I fucked that up. Whatever. That's okay. At least you didn't mess up the intro. No, not. I did first shot. I'm flawless tonight, t- today, this morning. Who knows what Ooh, time it is? Boy. I don't. I'm <laughs> oh shit! This um, I'll say this beer that I picked up when I was over there. It does the trick. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. That is the Great I believe stuff. that's the blue buck, right? The Phillip. yes, sir. Yeah. Anywho, um, I swapped it up this week, and for one particular reason, because I can, and two, we now know who the winner of a particular sport is. I'm fucking up this intro. Also, just talk, Angel. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, well, I believe the last time we talked about the series, I think uh, the Golden Knights were up 2-1 or 3-1. Who remembers? Listen to the episode if you really want to find out. That's a great point. Um, I believe they were up 3-1. And We do these stoned. I can't remember what I say two seconds ago. Say. So, the Vegas Golden Knights have defeated the Florida Panthers in five games. Uh, game five was back in Vegas, which is kind of cool. It's always, I think, a little sweeter to win the Stanley Cup on home ice. Um, just because then you get to celebrate with your fans right away, right? Um, but this was a stomping. Um, this entire series was stomping. Well, and I will say, like, it, yes and no, right? Because, like, yeah, Florida had that one overtime win, but yeah, it was five two first game, seven two mm-hmm. the second game. Yes, mm-hmm. Florida won an overtime three two. The next game, Vegas won three two. There was okay. a couple close games. There was one close game that Vegas won. Um... Other games, Vegas absolutely stomped the Panthers, yeah. and this one was no different. Nine to three. Uh, after the first period, it was only 2 nothing Vegas. And you thought, okay, Florida has a shot. And then Vegas put up four in the second, three in the third. And it was not close. Um, no. All honesty, the, this type of performance that Pounders put up in an elimination game is kind of sad. It was. Well, and honestly, dude, like it, I think it was a combination of a couple things. Um, because... If Florida, like, let's say Florida didn't have that big layoff and they played the Stanley Cup final right away, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think maybe they would have had a little bit more of their, the mojo they had going, uh, keep that momentum going. Keep the but, adrenaline going so all the pain from all the hits and the shit exactly. they suffered. I think it's a combination away. of that. Um, obviously, Kachuk was playing extremely injured. Yeah, I think um, he was concussed. I don't see you. 
concussed there was i think he broke his sternum or something which is like the bone in front of your lungs like yeah i think it dude it was it was rough and obviously the stanley cup every year we find out afterwards that these players were like half dead um yeah it's insane they're just i i don't know i don't get it well here's one for you aaron ekblad the defenseman one of the defensemen for the florida panthers mm-hmm. he broke his foot yeah, the first round against the Bruins. Fuck. <laughs> He's been playing with a broken foot this whole goddamn playoffs, dude. Like it, it is. Yeah, I love hearing about this shit. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But I think, yeah, it was a combination of losing that momentum and then Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky fell apart in the finals. He, I don't know that the Florida Panthers make it as far as they do without Bobrovsky, right? No. For the first three rounds, but. I, I think he he, he kind of turned back into a pumpkin, um, and Vegas took advantage. And Vegas winning is, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but I I'm conflicted because on one hand, a team that's been in the league for less than a decade has won a cup before the Vancouver. Yes, yeah, the quickest team since expansion to to winning a cup. Yeah. And now, to be fair, I will say, um, yes, they are the fastest, but they've also had some of the best rules of any expansion yes. team, right? So they got gifted a great team, more or less, right? They're a solid and, team, and and no discredit to them, right? Because they they didn't win the first year, they did quite well, but they've been consistently good, right? And you know five years later it's not just because you were gifted players like you've made some good moves they brought in mark stone jack eichel you know these guys uh um aiden hill (laughs) (laughs) if you'll believe it aiden hill the starter for vegas's playoffs was traded for a fourth round draft pick from the san jose sharks (laughs) so that hurts a little bit for the sharks but they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway um, no, but good for good for Vegas. Uh, but also, I do love this little side story of good for Jack Eichel because Jack. Yeah, Eichel, you've been rooting for this guy since day one. Well, and and the thing here with with Eichel, right, is so he was drafted obviously same year as Connor McDavid, and a lot of people, most scouts, if not all scouts, pretty much agreed. Unanimously, like if this wouldn't have been Connor McDavid's draft, Eichel would have been first. Like he is that good, but it just so happened that he had he was drafted the same year as a generational talent. Um, yeah, and then he started suffering injuries and stuff, and that well, suffering some injuries playing in Buffalo, which oh god, I hate Buffalo, and everyone does. Um, yeah. and then. Buffalo was straight up refusing to let him choose a surgery uh, to help his back, right? And there's this big back and forth, this drama. It, it, the fans kind of turned on him, which I don't understand. Um, well, I get maybe a little bit because some of the things he said, but it's it's like the guy, you know, you can't, I don't know, as, as a person, I can't like, advocate for a company or a business to decide whether or not you can get a surgery to help you for the rest of your life. You know, like it's, that's your body. That's your, yeah. like, what is it? My body, my choice. You know, obviously that applies to a different thing, but it still uh, applies here. Right. So they wouldn't let him get the surgery. So it had to be a trade to a team that would allow him to get the surgery. And that team just so happened to be the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they gave up a lot. Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, among other things. Like, they gave up a lot for Jack Eichel. But he gets the surgery. He comes back. He's excellent. Yeah, and yeah. they win a cup. Yeah, and he, it's not like he got carried throughout his playoffs. He no, he, he had a great playoffs. Um, in fact... Hold on. Let me just... Oh, hold the phones there. Oh, speaking of which, Jack Eichel led the playoffs in points. Oh, there we go. 26. Number two was Jonathan Marcheseau with 25. Marcheseau also had 13 goals, which... 
the, the craziest part about that is he's still tied with Leon Dreisaitl for goals. I know. I was just going <laughs> to mention that. <laughs> he's still tied with Dreisaitl, who got kicked out in the second round. Oh, my God, dude. But like oh. I will say, I will say too, in terms of talking about this, the Stanley Cup, right? Because I don't just want to talk about Vegas. No, I think this was a huge, like, hey everyone, check out Matt Kachuk. You know, he oh, yes, he was huge these playoffs. Eleven goals, twenty four points, and that's just the surface, right? This guy was mucking it up. He was. Fighting with you. Yeah, he's a true playoff player. He is a playoff performer for sure. And and we all saw that, right? He um he really had a a a big a big playoff. And I don't expect see here's the crazy thing too about Florida, right? They barely made it into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They barely made it into the playoffs. Like theoretically speaking. They might miss the playoffs next year based on their last season performance in the regular season. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know where Florida's going, but they they sure made a hell of a run. And and props to them. Uh guys like Barkoff, that's the farthest he's gone in the playoffs. Um I do think there's gonna be a couple players that's gonna miss the start of the season, though. I believe that that would be true. And I think um, Chuck will be one of them. Yeah, he's had a rough go. Uh, but you know what? That's the thing, though. Uh, you got to sacrifice. You know, you, you you have to sacrifice. And we've seen that, too. So uh, Mark Stone, I'm hearing word on him, the, the captain of the Golden Knights, I believe. Mm. He... Basically, the amount of injuries he sustained these playoffs, like, and he's had injuries in the past, right? He has a lot of injury history. Um, it could be touch and go for like the rest of his career based on the shit that he was playing through. Um, so, and we've seen that too last year, right? With Colorado, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, also the captain, also played through excruciating injuries that led to. Their his future is uncertain, right? If you'll remember, Landeskog, we don't—they don't even sure. know if he's going to play this coming season, right? Um, winning the cup takes a lot out of you. It is, I would say, the hardest out of the four major North American sports. You might well, get just, some fan bases kick back. Not like we have that issue right now. I just, I don't, but I don't see the argument, right? Like, because basketball let's say so basketball has the same series right best of sevens all this shit but mm -hmm. it's not physical right like there's some shoving and there's some running no. but it's not like slammed into the board slammed into the ice slammed, like high sticks all this shit no i'm not disagreeing with you um and football like yes don't get me wrong football is i would argue harder on the body than hockey but you're but not it's playing only best of seven exactly right and I know you're not arguing with me, and I'm just saying to the people out there, and like, and baseball, come on. <laughs> yeah, baseball is. <laughs> come on, I mean. <laughs> but curling championships. Ooh. Oh. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Uh. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it just proves that it's it's definitely one of the hardest trophies to win. And mm -hmm. again, congratulations. Uh. Vegas. I don't know if you've seen some of the celebrations going on in Vegas right now, but they are having a time. Um, I bet they are. Especially well, in Vegas. It, well, and that's the thing, right? To win in Vegas is a good time, I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. I bet you a lot of those players are losing a lot of money on the tables right now. But Well, maybe not right now, but... Oh, you know, no, probably right now. Actually, it could be right now, too. Yeah, <laughs> they woke yeah. up and again, they're in the casino. Um... They just totally, they're just gambling away their Stanley Cup bonus. Um, yeah, maybe they already gambled away the Stanley Cup. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> they already lost the cup. Um, but, hey, they won it, and that's the important thing. But I do um, have a question for you. Yeah, sure. What do you think now it's all done? What do you think 
as an overall of the entire Stanley Cup. Like this, the Stanley like Cup the series or playoffs, the playoffs? I mean. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm conflicted. Um, because I always like playoff hockey. I love all the, the first round is always my favorite because there's so much mm-hmm. hockey, right? And, every, every day. Uh, and there's sorry. so much like lopsided or what, you know, there's a lot of underdog of... scenarios going on. So I love that. Yes. Love an underdog. Um, Vegas was definitely not the underdog, but Florida no, was. It's been Florida the entire. And, and that was crazy, right? Florida, they probably shouldn't have even made it out of the first round. Boston should have. But uh, Boston, I think, got fat and happy, up 3-1 in the series. And the Panthers just pounced uh, yeah. to make a pun on that name. But I bet there's lots of Bruins fans that are pretty happy. Uh no, I think they're still pretty upset um, because the Bruins have a lot of cap issues coming up. Uh, they basically they basically put everything into this season, and they have a lot of UFAs coming up and not a lot of cap space. So we'll see what goes on in Boston, but they I don't think they're happy, even though the Panthers. I mean, yeah, we have said this is pro. This is probably Boston's last hurrah with this core group. Well, you know what? That's good a fuck enough because they've been good since like 2010. Yeah. So they can be bad for a while. I'm okay with that. It's time for them to be the Detroit of the uh, NHL. Exactly. Yeah, Detroit, huge playoff streak. And then they've been, now they're on the way up, I think. They're definitely mm-hmm. heading in the right direction. But anyway, we're not talking about Detroit. In fact, I'm done talking about the Stanley Cup. Let's move on because I don't want to take the whole podcast just talking about the Stanley no, Cup. No, but hey, it's a big I moment. Could. I could. I probably could, but uh, <laughs> uh, so we got some news uh, because we are now officially in the off season, uh, and that's where you know all the trades, the buyouts, the off season deals, all this good stuff. So Vancouver Canucks a couple of years ago acquired Eric, uh, or not Eric Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, and in order to get him, we, we were getting rid of a bunch of bad cap space as it was and guys like Louis Erickson, uh, Antoine Roussel, and I believe Jay Beagle. Um, however, in picking up Oliver Ekman Larson, we picked up a player who is not in his prime anymore, uh, has passed his prime injury history has hampered him. He is not the player he once was. And he's got a big old salary. So, uh, the Canucks, in wanting a little bit more cap flexibility, have bought out Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, This is, I believe, as far as I'm aware, in terms of penalty, um, it is the biggest buy (coughs) in the cap era. Now, you may be thinking, well, there's been bigger buyouts. Technically speaking, yes. But those were what was called compliance buyouts. So basically, contracts signed before the latest CBA um, were eligible to be compliance buyout, which basically what it meant is the players still got paid, but the the salary cap wasn't affected. Right? So... Mm-hmm. This one is very much affecting the salary cap. So um, the buyout is eight years. Um, there's still $30 million remaining on Ekman's Larson's contract. Uh, which is insane. Which, yes. But the Canucks ended up saving basically a third of that. So... With the bio, they don't actually end up paying that as much. Um, he had 22 points in 54 games this season, which was his fewest since he had 11 points in his rookie season back in 2010. Uh, Rough. 
rough. <laughs> it was a bad time. And so the Canucks have bought him out. And over the next few years, uh, there's that there is some cap relief just because we won't be paying his cap hit. We'll be paying the reduced buyout fee, but it's still just a good long, long term re- uh, reminder uh, because this buyout is eight years that this was a terrible trade to make. We the guys that we got rid of that had bad contracts were all about to be free agents in a year. And now we have a massive buyout on the books for almost a decade. So once again, the goddamn Vancouver Canucks make a mess that then they have to clean up, but then it's not a good cleanup. And now we have to deal with this. I just hate this team. Sometimes They can't get out of their own way. They literally cannot. And it's just, it's so frustrating. And I just, oh man, you know, it was, I was actually, I had to stop myself from watching a lot more of the Vegas celebrations because I just, no, I'm serious. I, I can't help but feel like, can you imagine, right? Like if the Canucks actually won the cup, how insane this city would go. Like I was, I was, yeah, I, I can see it. I was joking about it with Megan, right? It would be the same amount of damage probably as the riots, but it would be from partying. The um, bank, the beautiful Vancouver Island that I got to experience might sink. It might. Honestly, it might. Um, but yeah, so Oliver Ekman Larson's gone. Uh, now I will say a little fun tidbit of this. Uh, Ooh, so when tidbits. when Larson was traded, Ekman Larson was traded to the Canucks. The Arizona Coyotes did actually retain a bit of his salary. So. Because of that, not only is uh, Arizona also having to pay a part of the bio penalty because they retain part of the contract, but now Arizona, so each team has, when they're trading, they have three retention slots, right? So they can retain Mm -hmm. salary on three players at a time. Well, this, as far as I'm aware, as far as I read, Arizona now doesn't have a retention slot for new players until this buyout is paid off. So in eight years. (laughs) So basically Vancouver is like, well, we're going down, but we're taking Arizona with us. (laughs) I Um, love the NHL. Fuck. (laughs) These weird ass contracts and shit. I don't know, man. Uh, It's some crazy stuff. But uh, moving on to a big contract that couldn't possibly be a problem years down the road. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it won't be. Uh, Jesper Bratt uh, agrees to an eight-year deal with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, this past season, he had a career high of 73 points, uh, 32 goals, 41 assists. Not bad, not bad. Not uh, shabby. He did only have six points in 12 playoff games this year. Uh, but New Jersey was kind of surprised this year, right? They weren't expected to do that well before the start of the season because last season they were garbage. Um, but they did really well this year, and Jesper Brad was a big part of that, especially in the regular season. Um, eight years, $7.875 million. Um, I think it's not too high of a price. He's 24 years old, right? So this is this contract will carry him through his prime. Right, it'll take him to his thirty-two. Yeah, we're and, sure seeing a lot of these eight-year contracts lately. Which I think we're actually also going to start to see shorter-term contracts. Uh, I really do. I know that sounds weird, and I know we haven't seen tons of them yet. But even guys like uh, Gavrikov in the with LA Kings, he only signed a two-year deal. Um, these guys are these younger, new guys are are betting on themselves, right, with these shorter-term contracts, and also. There is a lot of talk about, I believe, not this year, but next year or the year after, the the salary cap is set to rise significantly. So I think players are kind of holding out to see some at least, or maybe we're going to wait and see like, hey, you know, why sign now when I can maybe get a little extra? And I don't blame them, but I also totally understand with getting the long-term contract, right? Because now 
Jesper Brad is getting that paid. Like, if he gets injured tomorrow and never plays again, or game one of the next season, you know, he Not still gets paid. Wide. Right, of course. He still gets paid, right? He's still, he's, he's set up for life, you know? Um, so good for him. And good for the Devils securing a, a good young part of their team for a, for the foreseeable future. Uh, do you yeah, have anything else? I don't really have anything else on the Devils. I don't really follow them all that closely. Fair. So, yeah. Well, That's all I got. here we got some news about a team you follow closely. A little bit. Jerome McGinley has been named the special advisor to the GM of the Calgary Flames, which, as you may or may not remember, is now Craig Conroy. Um, yes. I love this. I love... Uh, I. The thing here, now... Bear with me here, because... Okay. I think this is both a good thing, but potentially a bad thing. Now, hear me out. Ooh. I love Jerome McGinley. I, mm-hmm. he was, you know, on a team that I hated. He was a guy that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute professional. He is the definition of the power forward. He would beat the shit out of you and then score beautiful goals. Yeah. Um, he'd stick up for his teammates. He was a great captain. All he facts. was a great player. Just, just an all around incredible human being. Um, so That's far, the, I'm not mad at you. Well, now that being said, fuck. I, <laughs> I just I think sometimes teams get into a bit of a trap where they bring in a lot of veterans of the team, and it's like, are they the best minds for it, or are they just familiar faces that the fans like? You know what I mean? I. And this is no judgment on Aginla, Conroy, anyone of Shanahan, all of these guys, right? A lot of these guys are former players, and some of them are really good at it, right? Joe Sackick, Steve Eiserman, like these guys, they're not just there at this point because of their playing career. Um, so I'm not saying that they can't be good. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you do sometimes run into, like, let's say, for example, in Edmonton, Edmonton, I'm pretty sure, employs almost everybody from the 80s Oilers. Right, and for better or for worse, you know, um, and I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm not saying you know, but I do. I also get you know a Gimlin Conroy connection, right? Um, yes. Their familiarity, um, and you know, this could be a good chance for Jerome again, like to get into the business side of hockey. Um, it's very. Very accurate. And so far, actually, I'm not all that mad at you. Okay. Is it? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a matter of like I'm not. I don't want a Gimlin to do but this. But we will talk later. Well. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is, um, you know, don't bring the player in just because he's a former former player. You know. Uh, now, speaking of which, there's one more story here. I forgot. Well, hold on. I have some thoughts about this. Sir. Oh yes, okay. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I guess you can talk about the team. I guess. Um. So first of all, I do want to say, like, you're mostly accurate that I don't think you should do the whole bring in a. Player just for the figurehead type scenario. Secondly, I, I do want to say I kind of wish he was brought in as assistant head coach in, instead of having anything to do with the GM. First of all, I believe the Flames have something like three or four assistant GMs already. So they don't need to associate to the GM as well on top of that. Right. And I could see again love with some grooming actually being a pretty decent head coach. Um but I mean 
at the same point, they had to do something to make the fans want to love this team again. They really did. And also, back apparently back in their playing day, Conray and Aguila talked about that if either one of them gets the job as a GM type deal, that the other one will get a job. So, well, I guess Conroy's not a liar. That's true, and that's good to know. And quick little side note, um, because I know last episode we talked about just the fact that it wasn't official yet. It has been made official that Ryan Hushka is the new head coach of the uh, Calgary Flames. We were pretty sure that it was going to be, but thought I'd just tie that little. Yeah, it hadn't been actually official yet. But on that, since we recorded Sunday, so we were right. It had become official on Monday, so. That's all I got. What's your little secret story? Oh, right. Um, <laughs> so speaking of former players getting into head offices, now to be fair, this one never actually played for this front office, but uh, Shane Doan is coming in uh, to the Leafs organization. We talked about um, that last episode. I don't know. You messaged it to me. Oh, June 11th. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm done. all right well then you're up now yeah i need a quick drink after that one holy crap oh boy i really fucked that one up boys (laughs) might be because i'm stoned you almost cut me off from talking about the flames Talk about something that we talked about in the <laughs> last episode. Before I tell everyone you messed up the intro. <laughs> I didn't mess up the intro. I don't mess up anything. Yeah, as long as I edited it out, you didn't. <laughs> mm, fuck. Hello, fellow humans. You are <laughs> Oh... Um, shit. All right, you're what up. What am buddy. I doing? Football? I think Is that so. what I'm doing? Oh, yeah. This little bit of news in the CFL before I get to the week two games. One of them I can't get to because it hasn't happened yet. But we'll get there when I get to it. Um, oh, excuse me. I'm not editing that one out. No, that's fine. Okay. CFL <laughs> officially announces that the Touchdown Atlantic, no surprise here because the Riders are going to be playing there with Toronto, is officially a sellout. All 10,000. <clears> Holy crap, I got the Bears. <laughs> wow. That oh, I got to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. As he takes another drink. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm just bugging you. Anywho's. Um Yeah. Nothing too crazy to say about this. They are adding extra one thousand seats to the stadium, so that's kind of cool. Um now Randy Ambrosi is also saying that this shows the excitement that Atlantic Canada has for football. When I read that, I said to myself, no, it doesn't. It shows how well the rider fans travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guarantee you, watch the game on the 29th of July. You will see a lot of green there. Oh, yeah. But now, apparently since um, 
this game is a sellout. There's more ownership talk. It's kind of like the second article blends in together about, you know, owning a team in Halifax. So, I don't know. Like Austin likes to say, time will tell. Although, now... Quebec City is also in the mix of wanting an expansion team. All I know is that I do really want 10 teams in the CFL really badly. It just be mm. great for everything. I don't really care where. <laughs> I honestly don't. There? Just one of these cities, stop talking about it, make it happen. I'm sick and tired of hearing about all the rumors and bullshit like that. So, right. What isn't a rumor is games that actually happened. Woo! This week. Um, I will get this one out of the way real quick. The game that we can't talk about is just because I don't have a time machine built, so I can't go ahead in time and figure out the score of the Hamilton at Toronto. This is Toronto's first game of the season. They had week one by. Um, they're at home playing against the rivals. I guarantee you this will be a pretty damn good game. I'm probably the game of the week. I'm sure of it. Um, I might actually watch some of it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but back to Thursday, we had Calgary playing um, Ottawa Red Blacks. They ended up, uh, uh, ah, Calgary ended up winning 26 to 15. Um, again, Jake Mayer, he actually he had a pretty Decent game. He went 26 for 33, 332 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So, really, in the CFL, that's an average game. I know 300 over 300 yards is a fucking good chunk of yards, but I don't know. You're a pro athlete. I kind of expect that type of yards or at least close to it anyways, so. Fair. Um, Kadeem Carey, Calgary's running back, their starting running back, was out this this game, although Derek Mills ended up stepping up. He had 19 carries for 102 yards, so. It's always nice to see that type of performance from your backups. So mm-hmm. that's uh, good stuff there. Oh, I didn't realize this. I see why um, Jake Mayer had good good yardage is because Reggie Bill Reggie Bedgerton. I'm terrible with names. Had eight way. catches for a hundred and forty-one yards. So he was big, big part of that average of seventeen point six yards a catch. So that's absolutely insane. Yeah, um, Ottawa. Unfortunately, I didn't watch. This game, so I'm just going based on stats because this was happening during someone's wedding, very rudely. So I wasn't able to watch this game. Ah, it's just terrible. Right? So selfish. Um, Ottawa, what to say about Ottawa? They suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, 
Nick Arbuckle, supposed to be their starting quarterback, went 12 for 21, 108 yards. Oh. Yeah, that's an average of 9.8. Their backup went 9 for 17 for 129 yards. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. That's Trey Adams for, uh, I guess I didn't say his name, but. All right. The, their lead rushing, four carries, 20 yards. So it's 420, so that's cool. Four carries for 20 yards? Are you kidding me? No. Jesus. Truth. Bro. Unless it's CFL.ca is lying to all of us. I mean, they might be, but I doubt it. They might be. They have known to fuck up on things from time to time. So. Well... You know. But thanks for the info, guys. Yup. Um, yeah, the only thing that Auto really has going for them right now is they do still have a solid defense. Right. So hopefully, for Ottawa's sake, maybe their defense can steal them fuel with few wins and give their offense some time to yeah figure something out. Right. I mean Jeremiah Mazzoli is supposed to be back I think week three or at least back practicing. I don't know when he'll exactly be playing so when he's back in the field that could that's still going to be iffy story because who knows how well he's going to play from being out this long. And, yeah, I guess there's no ad. <laughs> That's just okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah. What was the next game after that? Friday. This was an interesting football game until one particular moment. And this game is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the Riders in Saskatchewan. Home Oper in Mosaic. I wasn't able to make it because <laughs> I was driving across Canada. <laughs> I wasn't able to make it because <laughs> I was stuck in a car for few hours just a couple appreciate it oh it's worth it i saw some things i saw a rainbow did you <laughs> see a rainbow hey you saw I... a cat in a bow tie oh yes cat in a bow tie i'm naming him larry by the way i thought he had a different name i don't care what his name is it's now larry okay fair enough but I did see a cat and bow tie. That's worth the trip right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was extremely excited for the cat and the bow tie. You were. Oh, yeah. that's one thing I forgot that I at the beginning. I bought a Super Nintendo. That's something. Well, Austin was getting his haircut. Yeah, I was getting leave. my haircut for the wedding. Morgan had 30 minutes. So he's like, well, better go buy a Super Nintendo. I found an electronics store. <laughs> I bought something from it because, of course, I did. I got problems. Well, um, I didn't say something didn't. that the Bombers doesn't have a problem with is their offense. No. <laughs> Although, I did hint at that there was a key moment in this game, and that was the kick return for a touchdown to make the Bombers. Oh again to make the bombers have a very healthy lead and the riders just couldn't pull over their offense play did I see the score yet 45 to 27 I don't think there they did go. um it sounds a lot more lopsided than it actually was Trevor Harris for the riders went 29 for 41. 405 yards, three touchdowns. All three of those touchdowns went to our second-year player, first-round draft pick of last year, Samuel Emelis. He had seven catches, 
77 yards, but three touchdowns. Not bad. He, well, he got all the touchdowns for our team, so. Not bad. Can't really argue that. I say our team, like, you and me are part of it. We are. But Winnipeg, they just did Winnipeg's things. They keep you thinking you're in it. And then they're like, no, you're not. We're just going to win. And they did that. Um, they were all over our defense. We tried, the riders tried so many different stuff. This didn't work. Um, the Bombers, I don't know. I think you're going to see them in Hamilton this year playing against Hamilton. And that, okay. I hate. Oh, that gives, I hate saying that. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I guess I should talk about... Oh, one other thing, because I just know that I mentioned it last episode. The Riders' offense went away from the run. They did not, say, do anything what they did last season, or last week. They only had six or Morrow only had six carries for 25 yards. So, not good. Our other running back had one carry for one yard. For average of one. Longest of one. So, yeah, not good. Winnipeg, Zach Claros did his thing. He was an average quarterback, 23 for 31. 288 yards, two touchdowns. He also had his first rushing touchdown, Zach Claros did, since 2015. So that's a little... uh, He does not run the ball much. Almost Mm -hmm. 10 years. Not bad. Um... The Riders' defense did hold their or um, Winnipeg's run game down a little bit. Brady Olivera only had 10 carries for 42 yards. He got injured, so Johnny Augustine came in, 6 carries for 31 yards. So that's all things that happen. Oh, we're, um, I'm going to speed through this last game here. I'm taking my time. All right, that's okay. We had a lot of Stanley Cup talk. It's all good. Yeah, we went a little short last episode. Whatever, we're having fun. We're doing this. Well, we're here. I don't know about fun, but... You do make a great (laughs) counter-argument. Um... The Edmonton Elks went to BC. BC put on a huge concert. Um, who is it? L Cool J or whoever. LL Cool J. Sounds like an old man there. I don't know. LL Cool J. Yeah, it's a rapper. Yeah, he was in BC. And he okay. performed some stuff. Cool. So that is something. All right. But I don't know. Maybe Edmonton was all caught up in the show still and just dancing their head because I tell you what, their offense did not show up on the field because BC won. I almost said it backwards, but I don't want Austin to be mad at me. On BC one, twenty two to zero. Oh, the best part about this is if you look at CFL.ca's website, when a team doesn't play, like for example, the Hamilton Toronto game that hasn't happened, it just shows blankage. It just shows nothing. 
It shows the right. same thing for the Emptons game. So it's like Empton just didn't play football. <laughs> like BC's offense, they didn't do anything too crazy. Like um Vernon Adams Jr., 25 of 35, 319 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Like again, got the th- over the 300 yard mark, but it wasn't remarkable. It wasn't like earth shattering stuff. It was the fact that he was always on the field because I thought Ottawa sucked. Yeah, boy. Well, like again, both Ottawa and the Elks. The one thing they do have going for them is their offense, because of course you're going to have a great, or their defense, sorry. Right. So, of course, you're going to have a great defense when you have Chris Jones as your head coach. Sure. Slash GM. That's just, it's just how it works. It's just, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, could be another long, long season for Edmonton. They really have to uh, figure this stuff out real quick. Like, hell, Edmonton even had a moment in the game where they got the interception. Ed Gainey got the interception. He also got hurt on the play. But then he fumbled the ball and gave the ball right back to BC. Oh, Jesus. So then BC has a first down. It's like you're making those type of errors. So, of course, you don't deserve to win. Right. But zero points, not even a field goal. Not even nothing. That's rough. Like, I I was going to watch this game, but then when I saw the score, I just did the whole put on two-speed and do the whole speed watch through it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because there really wasn't much to this game. Even for on BC's side, they only got nine points in the first half and then 13 in the second, 10 in the third quarter. So it was a very boring game, but they didn't have to do much. They could have won with the Rouge, so. Right. Um, it's really. No, I'm not even going to bother saying t- t- Taylor Cornelius's quarterback stats because he wasn't really acting as a quarterback out there. Right. One other quick little news which um probably won't take us very long to talk about is NBA related. Um oh yeah I was gonna do picks oh whatever. I don't care about that anymore. Um is I don't know if you saw this or not Austin but uh Memphis Grizzlies star uh, Jab Morant. Uh, yeah, sure. Jab Morant. Yeah, Jay Morant. He's suspended for twenty-five games for showing a firearm on social media. Yep. <laughs> this is the second time he's done it. The first time I think it was eight games. And they're like, well, I guess if you're not going to learn with eight, then we're really going to try to teach you. Yeah, like, first of all, 25 game suspension. That's, what's that, like a quarter at it's least? It's just over a quarter of the season. And it's, of course, without pay. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um that's just a good chunk to be suspended for. 
But sure is, but he has nobody to blame. No, when you're as dumb as he seems to be, or these dumb choices that he's making, um, this is what you get, and I don't feel bad for it. Nope. He knew. He knew. He did it before, and he was suspended. He knew what happened, so, yeah. Like, he's losing $300,000 per game. Oof. So around $7.5 million. Damn. Which is actually kind of, is kind of low. Well, I say low for the NBA, but it's, he's supposed to get $33.5 million in one season of fucking basketball. Jesus. (laughs) It's crazy. But. Are we almost there? Because guess who has to poop? Yeah, I think that's uh, that wraps all up. All right. Um, yeah, everyone out there, like me and Austin, clearly have this episode. Everyone out there, stay stoned and please stay safe. Bye.